Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. Tonight, I want to challenge you with something, and um, I hope you, you understand it as we go through it. It's not difficult to understand, but it might be difficult for you to take for yourself because I think you're going to see yourself in a different way tonight. Tonight's subject is called spiritual substance abuse. Spiritual substance abuse. For a long time, before we go into the text and everything, um, for a long time, I really thought I understood what God was all about. I thought I understood what God was all about because it was all about um, how I received him from you. How I received him from traditions and cultures and all these different things. And so, although God is all-knowing, you know, we say he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. There are a lot of times where life seemed to be Alpha and Omega. There are a lot of times where habits seem to be the beginning and the end. There are a lot of times where my beliefs and convictions about things that I thought I knew seemed to be the first and the last. Somehow God moved. He was kind of shifted out of the way. The one thing about God is that he never changes. The one thing about God is that he is constant. Our issue is, is that we change. And sometimes what we end up doing is, is we end up using God. We end up misusing him, using him and misusing him. We use him because, you know, at times, you know, I come, I come to, to service and I need a filler up. Then we misuse him when we actually should call on his name. Sometimes we call on something else. Or sometimes we lean on something else. There's a text in Proverbs that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Tonight, spiritual substance abuse. The text that we're going to be looking at is one I'm sure you have heard. Uh, it's Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 6. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to just tell you what it is, and it comes up, that's fine. It says, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Then it goes to verse 6 where it says, <clears throat> without faith it is impossible, and I'm saying it in the King James Version, without faith it is impossible to please God. Because he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So it says here, without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think one of the toughest things for us to do is to just come to God. Funny thing, it doesn't say come depending on your situation or depending on where you have been. It says just come to God. 
Have you ever felt that maybe God did not want you to come to him? Have you ever felt that you weren't worthy of having your, your needs or anything heard? You, have you ever felt that you didn't think that God would actually uh, welcome you into his courts? Why is it that we think that? When if we just got finished singing this song, especially those first lyrics where it says, he is jealous for me. So I'm going to say it to you. He is jealous for you, which says to me that there's something about you, Jimmy, that he cannot be without. You, boss. And he meant it for you, just like he meant it for each and every one of us. So what happened? Where did you decide that you were not worthy to come to him. When did you decide that? Why is it, why is it that, that at times we come and we, we you know, and, and trust me, I'm only speaking what I, <laughs> how I felt, so I'm not knocking anybody else out here. I'm just telling you, there are times where I just didn't feel like God had my best interest at heart. I felt like God put me in situations that weren't good I felt like God took me down a path that wasn't for me. Here's the problem. We sometimes, by the way we have lived or by the way we have been brought up or by what we have seen, take paths that are not meant for us, but then we ascribe those paths to God when it don't work out. If you're really honest with yourself, if you don't feel worthy of things, then whose fault is that? If you don't believe that God is with you, then whose fault is that? And I'm saying, I'm saying it harsh, but I'm saying it in love. Because quite honestly, God has given each one of us talents and abilities, and those talents and abilities are for you to use for his glory. He's never given you anything, anything, that he cannot use if you let him. Which means that no matter what you got going on, he can use you. No matter how you feel about you, he knows you. He knows you and he loves you, period. So nothing stops him from coming to you except you. Our issue is, is that somehow, some way, we have misinterpreted <laughs> how is it that God's word can be interpreted based on how we interpret it. Sometimes we read a text because we want to feel better. Have you ever thought about reading a text and praying to God and asking him to help you understand it so you can be better? Because that's the goal. The goal is not to feel better. There are going to be times in your life you're going to hate life. I know I have, but God, but God. See, we have it good right now. There's nobody, you know, um, there's, no, there's no real need for you to stand up and declare that I'm a follower of Christ at all costs. There's no need for you to do that right now. Ain't nobody in here with a gun. There's nobody in here threatening to kill your family. Ain't nothing going on. So quite honestly, you can vacillate. 
You can come in and know how, you know, you can sing the song, how he loves us. You know, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And then when you walk out there, you forget. And you can do that because it's easy to do. In here, in here, this is a safe zone. This is what I want you to, uh, to understand. When you come, and we say it all the time here, we, we, there's no judgment here. It really isn't. I, I'm only, I only have a mic. But I am just, I'm, I, I, I go through it. I go through it every day. But here's what I know. I know that God is with me. I know that God protects me. I know that God loves me. When I received God's love, and I didn't do that for a long time. Shoot, I'm 46, 42, 43 was when I actually received his love for real. I've been playing drums, I've been singing, I've been preaching. I've been doing all that stuff even before 42. But I didn't receive it for me yet. So when I finally heard him say, you know, Tim, I, Timothy, I love you, and you are so worthy of my love, I wept because I finally got it. Without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's hard to put your faith in someone you don't believe in. I know that's hard for me to say in here. It's hard for you to hear, but where in your life do you honestly not believe God? Seriously, you know, take inventory because it's important because your life is important. These times are serious, serious. And it's important for you to understand who God is and what he is trying to do for you and in and through you. You can't play with your life. That's what's been happening. We've been playing too much with our lives. And we've been living based on life. How many of us have gone out and, you know, we worked on our careers and gone to school and some of us have gotten married and we've done all these different things. And at the same time, we're just not happy. Anybody want to be honest? I can, I, you know, because here's the thing. So what is it that you do that stops you from giving it all to him so that in what you do, you can receive the joy that he wants you to receive? Are you going out doing because that's what you know? You have to have faith. First, that God is God. And when you come, you got to believe that he is God. I mean, like, truly believe that he is. We are an impatient generation. <laughs> you know, we're in traffic. I, I remember sitting at a light one time. I was like the second person and like the, the third person. No, actually like the fourth or fifth person behind beeps the horn as soon as, as, soon as it turns green. You're like, well, it just turned. You know, we are impatient. You know, we are a microwave society. You know, put something in the microwave, two, three minutes, we're out. And we're okay with that. Are you patient with you? And I've asked that before, but are you patient with you? 
This word takes patience and perseverance. Race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to he that endures. Can you be patient? And do you realize that above culture and tradition and all these things that we may have believed in, God has something more in store for you? Because he does. I'll admit I haven't had a lot of faith at times because I believe mostly in what God, you know, not even what God, yeah, yeah, sometimes it's what God had already done, so it was tangible to me, so I had it in my hand, so I was good with that. But there are some times where I had to believe in God when I didn't have it. There's some times where I had to submit my will to God when I didn't want to. There's some times where I had to actually lay it all down and not have that bungee type rope where I can just lay it down and then whip it back to me because I thought I did better with it. It is, it is, it is so important for you to take God at his word. Do you know his word? For you, not based on what I'm telling you, have you decided that his word is worth taking time to actually uh, meditate on, to spend time with him, knowing that if you spend time with him, what he will give you is intangible. Joy, peace, rest. I know, how many in here are real busy? I mean, real busy, so busy that sometimes you don't even have time or actually oftentimes you don't even have time for you. Now, let me ask you this question. If you don't, if you're so busy that you don't have time for you, how do you fit God in? And the sad part is I use the word fit. Amen. Amen. Because he is. Amen. And here's the thing. And in the way that we operate, are we operating based on us or are we operating based on him? So you're busy, but what are you busy doing? And in being busy, are you present to what you do or are you just in attendance? It's hard. I know you got a lot to do. But I'm telling you, what I've learned, and, and you know, quick commercial, my wife and mom are back. Hello. They're back in town from London. They've been gone for about 25 days. I'm so glad they're back. All right, I'm back. So I'm saying what I've learned is the more time I take with God, the less busy I am. I have, I have a lot to do every day. But the more time I take with him, it seems like he takes care of a lot of things. And this is where I say, do you believe in God? Not in what you sing about him, not in just what you read about him, but do you believe in him? Because that is important. If you don't believe in him, then what are you doing, honestly? 
honestly. One of the toughest things for us to do, and I'm talking about love for right now, one of the toughest things for us to do is just to accept love for love's sake. There's a, there's a freeing of you when you accept love from God. It frees you. It frees you to not hold anybody accountable for anything because God doesn't hold us accountable for, we, for what we deserve to be held accountable for. It's hard to say, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and for you to actually act out if you don't believe and if you don't come and you don't believe that he is. It is important for you to realize that what he has put inside of you, it is for his glory. What you need, he will supply. What is it that you want more so than you need? Substance abuse works when you don't, you're at your, well, shoot, I don't, I've never done it, but I'm, but I'm just going to say it like this. I think when, because I know there's some things I have done when I've gotten depressed or I've gotten low, my defaults were horrible. Some of my defaults, actually most of them were sexual because I didn't actually believe, I didn't believe that God could handle it. I'm praying to him, but I don't see nothing happening right away. And I know that this right here makes me feel pretty good, so I'm going to go ahead and get that done, and then I feel worse. And then I continue, and then I feel worse. Then I continue, and then I feel worse. And then I continue, and then I feel worse. And then it comes to the place that one day Satan just sits down and says, (laughs) well, you've done all you could. You honestly believe you can go to God now? I mean, honestly, come on, dude, be honest with me. You know he's not going to answer your prayer. Just 10 minutes ago, you know what you were doing, right? Right? Don't be playing with me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm serious. God doesn't play. Listen, Satan doesn't play with you. It's not like, okay. He will invite these things and he'll be kind. But then once it's over and you feel bad, he's like, well, well how you like me now? Ma'am, looking all proper. You're looking proper don't do nothing for me. Because see, here it is. Whatever you do, he ain't got nothing for you. And the sad thing, what we don't remember is 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, God died for us. So the stuff that we are doing now, he paid for. But somewhere we forget about that. And so since we forget about that, we believe that God has left us, but he has not ever left, nor will he forsake you. So you can tell Satan, well, you know, I may have done those things, but I know what God did for me. Please excuse yourself. Because you can say that in Jesus' name. I don't know who this is for today. I honestly don't. But I'm telling you, right now, you got to stop playing with God. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you're going through, but I'm going to say it with all seriousness because I can feel him telling me to tell you, stop playing with God. Because you don't understand. The more you play with him, that means you're playing with your own self.
We are. We, we, you don't, either you're living for Christ or you're not. And don't get me wrong, we all have sinned and fallen short. And quite honestly, God knows our hearts. So don't think that what I'm telling you right now, you know, you're just going down a path. And, but the Lord knows why you're going down that path. I'm just here to tell you, choose him. That's it. Just choose him. It doesn't mean that you're going to do everything correct all the time, but just choose him. So that way, when you do call on his name or when he calls you to do something and you don't understand what in the world he's calling you to do, it's easier for you to do that because you know he is for you. There's some people in here who I think have serious dreams and aspirations and want to do some things but are afraid to do them. Why? Why are you afraid? Who told you that you could not do it? Who told you you were too old? Who told you you were too young? Who told you you didn't have what it took? Who told you that? I'd like to meet them. I really would. Because then I would let to tell, I'd like to tell them that's not true. Because God is trying to get to you too. So what is it that you put in the way? And usually what it is, it's a hurt or something that we have put in front of God. See, when we bring something to God and we petition him, it lifts out of the way. But if we actually dwell on it, it stays. So it's hard for us to see God when there's something blocking us. Not someone, something. It's hard for us to see him. And some of it, could be years, but it doesn't have, it doesn't, it's not about how long it has been in your life. It's just that you dwell on it. That's what's most important. Dwell on it. So that way you don't see God for who he is. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you have faith enough to let go of the sins that you've committed and believe that God died for you? We say that, but how are you living? Do you have faith enough to actually step outside of you and be the person you have always wanted to be in him, knowing that he will not let you fall? Do you have faith enough to believe that he is, even if he doesn't do what it is you believe you, he should do? Can you handle that? My father, when he passed away, you know, there was a lot of things, I, and I've shared this a little bit before, but here's one thing I realized. My dad was my stability. I had more faith in my father than I did in the father. I didn't realize that, though. Because, you know, when things got bad, not with him, but just in life, my dad was the one I called. When I couldn't handle certain things, my father was the one I called. When I felt my worst, my father was the one I called. Now, here's the, here's the trippy part. God is not wanting to take people out of your life to make you miserable. We ascribe to the people in our lives too much importance. 
And that's on us. So every time I call my father, I should have been calling on the name of the Lord. And it's not like my father didn't direct me to the word. The 23rd Psalm, he would always say, well, you know what? When I get to this place, I always look at the 23rd Psalm. And, you know, but here we go. I didn't want to go up. I wanted to go to dad. You know why? Because in my life, I've had so much pain and stuff in my family. But my father was the stability, even though at times he wasn't stable. But he was my stability. So when my father passed, for a minute there, I was shook. Just for a minute. But then I realized the Lord has never put me into anything or taken me anywhere and left me. And I mean anywhere. Anywhere. See, see, God is God. He goes everywhere with you. You know, I, I've heard some folks say, you know, well, I mean, my mom even said, you know, you go to the movies, your angel waits outside. Let me tell you something. God never leave. When it says in the word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It is the truth. If God left me in the theater, I don't think I would make it out. There are many of us who have been on location in places we probably should not have been. But God was on location with you. At the end of the day, the bottom line is, is that he bids us to come. It's a funny thing, but, but you know, you don't, but you don't understand. And that's the sad part. How many of us have ever said to God, but God, you don't understand. Are you serious? I mean, we, we get so cliche-ish in, human, in, human, in our humanism that we forget that God is God. That's why it's a danger to come and to actually sing about him and hear about him, but don't listen to him. There's a danger in that. Oh, I'm telling you, God is trying to get to you. That's why it's, we abuse God. Because we don't give him his just due. We just don't. Because you are alive, you are a son and a daughter of the Most High King. Because you are alive. Because he died and rose again, you have opportunities to not only help someone see Christ, but one day you will see him too if you accept him. Man, that's good stuff. I'm telling you, that is good stuff. Y'all have homework, though. I always give homework, I guess, because of the questions that I ask. Listen, the only question I got is this one. Is facts, beliefs, and convictions more important than God? Say it one more time. Is facts... Beliefs and convictions more important than God in your life. Sorry, I should have put that on, on the end. In your life. Take a chance with God. I'm telling you. He died 
for everybody. The one who did you wrong and the one who did me wrong. But at the end of the day, we all did him wrong. But he died for them. Who in your life do you need to forgive? Not forgive based on what you feel like forgiving, but forgive based on how he forgave you. Nobody in your life has hurt you so bad that you can't forgive them. I'm so serious. Hear me when I say this. And I believe there's some people in here I need to say this to. In particular, there's no one in your life that is not worthy of forgiving. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's freedom in that. That freedom comes from God. God gives you something that no one else can give you. And because no one else can give it to you, how do you try to keep it from others? Because sometimes if you don't forgive somebody, sometimes what you do is a residual of you. And so that person leaves not knowing who God is because you didn't teach them by how you treated them. say this in love get over yourself seriously we got to got to there's something more that God wants to for us to focus on stay in him we were saying it earlier when we were praying stay present to his presence we need him don't try to live without him Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.